The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. How are you? I'm good. Good. How are you, Julie? I'm doing well. Welcome to episode 12. One, two. Yeah, the dozen. Yes, the, di- <laughs> the, the dirty dozen. The dirty dozen. Yes, sir. Yes. We'll see if that's the name. I don't know, but we'll see. Amen. Amen. Yeah, preach. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing yeah. Well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? Very good. Yes. Yes. Anything new to talk about? Um, nothing I can. I want to get too in depth with, okay. and but um, the lady I was talking to, um, in previous episodes, still mm-hmm. talking to, going oh, very, very good. strong, and being, I'm enjoying this quite a bit. You're feeling it, yeah. I'm feeling. We're this doing for it, Mr. Krabs. You're what? We're doing it, Mr. Krabs. Oh, uh, Mr. Krabs. Yes, that's a SpongeBob. Oh, uh, yeah, I know Mr. Krabs, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an eight-year-old niece who enjoys... Oh, no. It's a, are we feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? That's what he says. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're feeling it now. See, I, that goes over my head. Yeah. <laughs> if your, okay. your niece was here, she would have got a kick out of that. She probably would have loved right? it. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to my eight-year-old niece. Shout out to the nieces. Out there. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. How are you? Still Sabatin? Yeah, I'm still... I'm still Chilling like a, a villain, good or Bob Dylan, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah things are good. Um, yeah, I just uh, I've been thinking, like reassessing a lot of things in life. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I'm like thinking back on like some cringy moments in my dating history, mm-hmm. and um, there's been a few. Yeah, do you yeah. think it's like it's kind of like you're stopping to like just take a look at the past maybe to like see what the future holds and stuff like that yeah Yeah. absolutely i think um i've changed a lot in my dating style i used to be the the girlfriend that would do everything for their yeah like just really be extra like you could be like oh i like this and i'd be like Tomorrow I'm going to go to the store and buy 20 of those for him. Really? Yeah, I don't I'm I'm not there anymore. Is that like your you think that's like your love language? Is, it yes? is it's definitely my love language. Yes. But that also backfires because what comes with the love language is that you are looking to elicit a certain reaction. Yeah. And then when you don't achieve that certain reaction from the person, you feel badly about yourself. Yes. I mean, but by nature I am a gift giver. Mm-hmm. I love giving gifts. I love like surprising people making them happy but like yeah it's just i don't think it's in me anymore do you think the love language you give is always the one that you want to get back because i feel like people always think no that and i feel like it is reigns more true than not but i have a hard time getting gifts uh so i was about to say but do you want gifts because some people are like, I like I like giving words of affirmation, but I get kind of weird when I get them back myself. Right. So I would say that when I, um, I mean, I enjoy getting gifts, but like mm-hmm. I don't like gifts in a way where like you're sitting there watching me open the gifts. 
Okay. Like I, I would be like the type of person. Like they want to like oh they because they at that point they just want like the satisfaction of seeing how you're gonna react with the gift. Right. Yeah. I feel like we all. I actually, I was talking to a friend about this. We all have a bit of the five. I always, I, I always list them out, but I always forget one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we have a bit of the five, so it's like a spectrum. Right. Like you're more inclined to one, but then like usually. Sure. I, you all touch of on them. all of them, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, I'm more like if you were going to buy me a gift, it would be like you left it at my house and in my closet, and I mm-hmm. found it on my own time. Oh, like a surprise too. I mean, Aww. I guess. Sure. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, to like be enjoyed on your own time, and like, I feel like a gift does impact more. It's like if you find it, like you just like you weren't expecting it, you found it. Right. Than, that like, would I'd be like, you. oh my gosh, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Like, see, I'm the type of person that does stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I was dating this guy, and he left his wallet at my house, and when I returned it, I um, put a twenty five dollar Tim Hortons gift card in it, <laughs> and like never said anything about it until. Like, he called me, like, a couple days later, and he's like, did you put a $25 Tim Hortons gift card in my wallet? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, that was, like, the nicest thing. I mean, in Buffalo language, that's essentially almost a proposal. If that's you're, that's If you're giving somebody a gift card love. for Tim Hortons. Absolutely. It's like, things are pretty serious. Right. It's, I mean, <laughs> then, then I was thinking back, I used to date this one dude, this mm-hmm. Persian dude. and um, Persian? Xerxes? Yes. And uh, this is actually so corny. And uh, we we share the same birthday. Oh. Right. Right? Yeah. Anyways, super cool dude. Um, and I, there are no Persian restaurants in Buffalo, or there were not at that time. Not surprised. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so culturally diverse here. We, we, exactly. So. Um, Real melting pot. I had friends that owned a restaurant and I approached them and I was like, would you be willing to do a Persian tasting menu for my boyfriend's birthday? Really? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, of course we'll, we'll definitely do that. I was like, that's rad. Okay, cool. So, um, I got that in order and I'm like, and also can you play only three eleven songs? Because it's a what? Yeah. Who yeah. is this? <laughs> Anyways, we broke that, up. So. <laughs> Moral of the story. Mm-hmm. If they like 311, don't fucking deal with them. <laughs> I mean, if amber is the color of your energy. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. I... <sighs> I know. Because that, is, so, that, is, that I'm is... I'm so corny. I mean, that is kind. It's like... It just, it's like... I don't know. I feel like us as guys, it's kind of weird mm-hmm. to receive gifts. Like, granted, of course, like mm-hmm. we're we're like nullifying like shitty dudes and fuck boys stuff like that. But it's like right. I feel like the average no, it's not even the average guy. But like most guys, I like I getting gifts is kind of weird to me. Yeah, I I I found that in my experience that most men think it is a bit strange. Yeah, because we're just taking it back because we're not usually. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird, and I think it kind of like it. It hits like some type of like boy in us, and right? It's like, and of course, if you have a great relationship with your mother, it like makes you feel like that again. And it's like you thought you already kind of outgrew that, so it's like it kind of like it Big, puts the yeah. whole thing in a weird. And spot. I see that. I see that now. Yeah. So, um, so it my 
level of effort was often misconstrued as being like extra. But anybody that knows me, like on a friend's level, mm-hmm. um, knows that this is how I yeah. treat everybody. You know, so um, so that you're was kind, kind of a giving. It, like I've I've come over to your house and you had a whole like just throw away dinner ready and i was just like you just put this together and you were i think you were sick at the time i was you just sick. threw together a whole like three-course meal just yeah. like well, well, here you go and i was just like but wow. that's who i am you know so it's like it's it's hard to kind of like stop doing those things right even though you know that it's pushing somebody away in a sense but essentially you're just being you and i think right. it just comes from like i think it catches a lot of guys off guard because it's like we literally especially if like you're dating in your 30s, stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like we've spent a bunch of time just like taking them out, going to get gifts for right. them. And it's like, it just, it's, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, we don't necessarily feel bad about it, but it just throws us off to the point where it's like, we're like, I don't know what to, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's, it's weird unless it's like, is I think it's like, you immensely, you immensely, uh, immediately go right into like, well, how can I, do something to them that's on caliber or more but it's like like we're talking about love languages that might not be your thing like right. you know so it's like you might want something back but sure. it's like not of that level but it's of course man mind we're thinking we're thinking in the realm of whatever you just did and it's like all right how do i give this back because right. i found myself a lot of times especially in my 20s like if you were compliment me i would give try to make sure I give the same compliment back. And it's like, right. I'm trying not to do that anymore where it's like, I'm literally just like echoing like a parrot almost. It's like, no, I can mm-hmm. say how I feel. Right. No, in my I, own way. yeah, absolutely. It's just, um, I don't know. I think growing and like just becoming more self-aware and taking breaks from dating, you mm. become more aware of who you are and like, what is like some, points of uh improvement yeah you know what i mean so but it's like how do you stop being yourself it's like yeah that's the the thing so Mm -hmm. um i guess the thing is is you don't stop being yourself but you just kind of like rein it in a little bit you save it for later you know what i mean or like the guy who's actually gonna appreciate it not abuse that part of you because it's like there's there is a guy out there that's like not going to take advantage of it but like is appreciative of that because it's like it's literally you just being you you're not doing anything toxic mean or malice it's like i'm literally paying attention to our conversation and i like presenting gifts or surprises Mm -hmm. and stuff like that that Mm -hmm. that's how i show my affection i'm not gonna and i think you're not gonna like you know be overt in another way that's not uncomfortable to you because it's like you're not really showing love you're doing whatever your knee-jerk reaction is at this time right i listened to you you said you like the band or the artist whatever 311 right and you're like i'm gonna make this happen for you because that's how i expressed i am interested in you exactly any other way would not be you showing interest right of course yeah so so yeah so i think uh this like little step back is good for me i think it's good like especially it's like you're sitting back you're reassessing Mm -hmm. which i've i've done plenty of times myself Mm -hmm. like i've talked to this new lady friend she's done it before like it's just like i it's mostly i get burnt out and it's like i felt like i was having the same conversations over and over and doing the same thing it does feel it's it 
feels really repetitious. Yeah. Sometimes it feels kind of like you're just like on this like relay loop that just is continuous and it's like this hamster wheel just. right and it's kind of like it's emotionally physically mentally taxing yeah. after a while and it's you know so unless you have that in you to say you know what i'm willing to tackle this i'm willing to like just go all in mm-hmm. um you know it's it, it, it's a lot it's a lot and so it gets to a point where you're just like I think it's time for me just to step back, decompress, you know, eat some healthy foods mm-hmm. and, you know, turn off my social media, Yeah, you know, just have a glass of red wine a night for health. Exactly. Just for health, of course. Instead of, you know, a bottle of red wine for nine health. Out, nine out of ten dentists yes. approve it. So Certainly. Exactly. That tenth yes. one is not, he's not cool. But, um. Yes. But no, that's, that's how it should be. It's just like, it's, it gets exhausting and it just gets repetitious. And it's like, after a while, it's like, all right, what have I like really done? It's like, especially if I like run and hit myself in the head with mm-hmm. the same wall over and over. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah. And it's like, I just, I need a break. I need to figure out what's going on. And it's like. Right. Like, I need to make this more meaningful. And what really helps, obviously, is, mm-hmm. like, it's usually easier for people who have other stuff going on. Right. And it's, like, I, I can just pull back and just get into this stuff. I feel like... It, like I think this is the first time in my life where I've been... I mean, I've taken breaks in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first time in my life where I've been so busy and so preoccupied with other things mm-hmm. that this is not even a blip on my radar. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, not that I wouldn't be open to meeting somebody in the organic fashion. Yeah. Like if it presents itself, then it presents itself. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't, yeah, it's fine. Like that sense of like, it's like, I'm not looking if it just happens, it happens. Right. Which in in a way makes it more pure and more long lasting right, because absolutely. it's like it literally happened just out of nowhere like I just genuinely connected with this person that's it. and it like just shit worked this time mm-hmm. you know so it's like I feel that's the right obviously right thing to do right it, but you know some people don't do that it's like I feel like we don't wait for that clock like because it's like once you get more into like whatever your purpose is whatever your hobby is whatever like you just enjoy doing mm-hmm. it's like you're building on yourself and therefore you'll find other people who will just gravitate toward that be mm-hmm. it friend or relationship so it's like mm-hmm. i don't know it just it's it's a bit of a it's, a it's a bit of a journey i agree you're taking a walk to go throw that ring into the lava thing or whatever lord of the rings is about yes <laughs> that is exactly how dating is it's, it's, like, it's throwing a ring into lava into middle fucking earth yes yeah i, I... with a gremlin on your back who bites your finger off Listen, I've been having some weird dreams lately. Really? We yeah. can talk about dreams. Weird fucking dreams lately. I had a dream uh, the other day that um, I was being attacked by bats. And they were biting me. And they were all attached to my body, all of these bats. And I had to, like, squeeze their little bat jaw in order for them to release. And it was crazy. And um, 
and there was somebody behind the bat attack. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't want to laugh. I would try not to laugh, but like, no, you can laugh. That well, first off, that sounds like a nightmare, my mm-hmm. dear. Um, that doesn't sound like a dream. Yeah, and also there was a a bat summoning man, woman entity. Yes. That was like just it's. They were like fuck you, Lee. Exactly. Biter. But like the bats aren't. They're just hurting you. They're not killing you. So it's like no, they just, just bit me. Yeah. So you're just sitting there with bats on, and they're just like, haha, plan successful. And even in my dream, even in my dream, I had the <laughs> the south fucking psycho. I am. I'm like, I've just been bitten by like twenty bats. Yeah. I have to go get a rabies shot. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Is this what Dream Julie's about? Yeah. I just I gotta go get take care of this. I don't want to get rabies or like I just it's. I don't want to go <laughs> fucking Cujo on people. Exactly. Like, we don't. We're not worried about the the bat conjuring entity. Old Yeller. Like, Seriously. Are you saying somebody was really behind? Yeah. The there was bats? like I don't know. Or somebody was like it was somebody, like somebody. It was like a whole cutscene. A bat coup against a me. A bat coup. What yeah. have you been doing to bats? I don't know. Did I actually love bats. Weird? I love bats. You love bats? I love bats. I especially love fruit bats because they look like dogs with wings. Bats. Bats, yeah. Bats. I enjoy them. Really? Yes, yeah, sir. I Anything that flies kind of mm-hmm. bothers me. My, my city boy. Uh, I mean, I don't like birds. I think birds are gross. Birds are the worst. Okay. Birds good. are disgusting. Because we definitely would have to reevaluate if you're like a bird person. No, hell no. If you're a bird person, no. why? No, no birds. Why? We don't need them. That That is correct. We don't need them. Keep your fucking dinosaurs to yourself. Exactly. So also... So um, that's a dream there. So you take 20 bats and you're like, I need to get a tennis shot. I, no, rabies. Rabies, yes. Then I also had a dream that um, I was driving with my friend Jack and uh, he kept like swerving off the road mm-hmm. and I kept saying, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, keep driving in the right direction. And there were, like, people on the side of the road, like, pointing, like, dude, like, why are you, like, driving off the road? And he kept, like, passing out, like, passing out. And then finally we, like, like kind of crashed, but not really. It was, like, into a hill. And I was like, what are you doing, dude? Like, uh, stop. And then he put, I opened up the car door to get out. And he, then he put me into, like, a sleeper hold and wouldn't let me out. And, like, I was, like, kicking my feet out of the car, like, trying to get out while he was, like, choking me. What's happening? I don't know. Is Sorry, Jack. everything okay at home? Everything's fine. Do we need an after-school special for we you? We might. What is going on? Remember that after-school special where the girl barfed in all those jars and <laughs> kept them under a bed? That was so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah. like, is, are you are, are you eating something bad? No. Is this spicy food? I feel like this is spicy food dreams. And I had an okay dream where I had um, this really cute baby, and it was so cute. I don't know if it was a boy or a girl, but it had like this, like, chicken fluffy like black hair, mm-hmm. and it was the cutest baby I've ever seen. And we went to um, see my partner's parents. And they were so happy to see the baby, and then I woke up. Okay, I thought I literally thought that was going to be a bad. Well, it was a bad turn because you had to wake up, but 
I thought you were going to make it turn like a American Horror Story plotline or something. No, there. no, like, it I was just, that was like the the one okay dream that I had. Just so you know, the title of this is going to be "I Dream of Julie." So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So, um, 20 minutes in, we can get into the mm-hmm. actual topic of the show, <laughs> which is um, dating uh, reality shows. Yeah, uh, well, I gotta tell you, you watched a good one. So I am obsessed with this Netflix show. Mm-hmm. It is called Love on the Spectrum. Okay. And it is a show from Australia. And it's about adults, mm-hmm. uh, folks that are autistic, looking for love. And they... Uh, are amazing these people yeah yeah oh my gosh it's like the most heartwarming funny wholesome amazing show and like season two was just as good as season one yeah how long yeah. has it been up like what year is it so i think like, the, is it recent i think the first one came out last year okay and um it's so good it's just like so amazing and the one thing that i found and my takeaway from this show is most of the people on this show are bisexual. Okay. And I kind of think that there's something to be said for that because these people are looking for a life partner Yeah. in just the fashion that is best suited for them. They're not stuck to like the, confines right, of the gender. person I found love looks right. like this right it's because we do like to be honest with you there's a lot of working backwards we do mm-hmm. we look for something and then we try to hope that the personality of whatever that looks like right we try and shove it ours. into that box yes. right but we always want to it's always visual right because we're a very visual existence and, and it's the polar opposite for these people i didn't and, know that yeah and I, I that's my takeaway and oh. i just kind of like that was my observation on everything and it's kind of like i think i discussed this with you uh previously mm-hmm. it's kind of like the movie the crying game which yes you have not seen did. yes but for any of you out there if you have not seen the crying game and you plan to Turn this off for the next Spoilers. couple of minutes because I'm going to really go into this for you. Even though it's an older movie, so it's, it's an older movie, but it's it's a it's a great movie. It's worth watching, and so essentially, it it's a love story. And there is um, a man who is like really like brutish. He's a mm-hmm. member of the IRA, and he goes to this nightclub, and there's this nightclub singer who's just beautiful and sexy and Mm -hmm. he falls in love with her and they start this romance and the big reveal is when she like drops her robe she has a penis and the man like recoils and he's disgusted and he like runs away and like it's pretty horrible for her and um anyways long story short he ends up returning to her because he realizes that he's in love with her. And so basically the moral of the story is, is you fall in love with a person. You don't fall in love with a gender or, yeah. you know, what somebody looks like or, you know what I mean? You fall in love with the human. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of think that that's my take on this Love on the Spectrum show. 
You just made me um really notice some things. Because, like, ideally, men drive that narrative. Mm-hmm. And if you really think about it, I know there's the guys out there who are just like, oh, I'm a nice guy, but people don't like me because if you're genuinely good dude, mm-hmm. you're going to find somebody. Mm-hmm. So with like that being said, on the other side of that, we're thinking everything's super hetero. Mm-hmm. Women usually are the more open to like, oh, OK, this guy looks like however, but as a person, he's good. So mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with him. But as men, it's like we're kind of even I don't know why. I don't know. I, I I get why, but like I just I've never been subscribed to it. But it's right. like we're very heavy on like she needs to look this way. Right. Men are definitely they subscribe yeah. to that. Um, I mean, I can look into my own family like my uncle Gil. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he is not handsome, mm-hmm. nor has he ever been a handsome man. But he is the loveliest human being mm-hmm. you will ever meet in your entire life. Now, my Aunt Elizabeth is striking. She's absolutely, or was absolutely gorgeous. And the two of them have, they're still married. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they've had this wonderful relationship for many, many years because he is a wonderful human being. Yeah. has nothing to do with the physical so, you know, I think that can, that happens more on the women's side than it does on the men's side. Absolutely. Like, I've, of course, you know, I, I was young once and, like, I subscribe to, you know, big boobs, big butt. Like, mm-hmm. that's what she looks like. And it's like, I didn't really care too much about personality. But then it's like, as we talked about before, I kept mm-hmm. running my head into a wall finding like the same problems happening be it my mm-hmm. side or their side mm-hmm. so it's like i was like at a point you have to like really evaluate what's important and it's like i think that was really the reset part for me because it's like i just had to like kind of start looking within mm-hmm. and like start realizing things so i always assumed i wasn't quite the looker myself so i just was like eh, like why don't i just exist in my own like self and like just be the best person because I, I realized when you're a nice genuine caring person right like people respond more to you be it relationship or friend wise but it's like people tend to gravitate toward nice people kind people oh totally you get more and i realized as i was just like i think i fought against just the knee-jerk reaction of being kind mm-hmm. because i felt like that was as a man you grew up thinking like oh kindness is weakness and weakness right doesn't really get you far but it's like as as people who know what i look like it's i don't like it's i essentially exude strength so it's like i don't really have to worry about that so it's like it let me like kind of just i can just be my kind self Mm -hmm. and be fine like i get sometimes if you're like a five foot six 110 pound guy it's kind of hard to do but like more so if you're just I was genuinely kind by nature and I just kept going with that. And I realized I met more people, more people cared about me. I cared about them. Right. Like I just met more genuinely other nice people and I've like grown for it. Like I've legit like people like you, like I've grown through my connection with other people. Like, Well, let's cut it back. I've grown through my connection with women. Right. And I feel like that helped out a I lot think that's, that's, in my development and just realizing who I am and like and also, how to just be in the world. 
shout out to Patricia. Yeah. Yeah, because Patricia raised a nice a nice young oh, man. Oh, Patricia would like to hear that. She's not going to listen to this because she's 66. Well, actually, she's. I got her a smartphone, which... She which, could. <laughs> which she is, could. Listen, Patricia might be... Oh, my. I, oh, to hip to us. I don't want her No, but, but major <laughs> shout out to Patricia. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Because she did a very nice job raising well, a, Patricia, a fine young man. Geraldine and Marie. Mom, grandmother, great-grandmother. There you go. Raised by the third. Great-grandmother, still here, 102. Wow. Past, this past June. Wow. Yeah, mom, 66. She had me at 35, which I, that's a whole nother podcast about generational gaps and having children. Like, I feel like she had me at the perfect age. Yeah, I agree. I like, think 35 is great. But, you know, here I am, 43. I feel and like that's even better. Like, you need that gap, though. I'm kind of like at this point, like, I don't know if you saw my post the other day on Facebook. There's this service now. It's, it's essentially like a, a Tinder service where you swipe to find sperm donors did you see this i've not only seen it i've known about it and i actually know somebody who i know a lesbian couple from a friend of a friend who's had a child of that and it kind of <sighs> it kind of ruined them because it's kind of it's it's weird because it's like you have the dudes who have the fetish of getting women pregnant because everything's a fetish of course it is root beer in your butt is a fetish now but like yeah. it's like you have that, and then you have, like, I don't know, I think about the kid, and it's like, I genuinely, I know who my father was, but it's like, he didn't raise me. I met him mm-hmm. once when I was four. But it's like, that leaves, that's a whole part of it I feel like nobody ever factors in. It's like, the kid's going to have questions. Of course they are, and that's the, that is a huge thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do think about those things, because I think about how my father has been such an integral part of my life. You need, I, I hate, like, I just, I know this might be problematic. You need both. Uh, you you know, need both. I mean. Both, I, well, I'll say both is better. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know because I don't have the experience of either way. So I don't know. Yeah. But I know plenty of people that have been raised by single moms that turn out great. I know plenty of people that have been raised by same sex partners that have turned out great mm-hmm. and I know oh, well, yeah, okay yeah and I know oh, people right. that have been I'll, raised I'll, by I'll pull that back yes. by by single dads that have turned out great yeah so it's it's really hard to you know I think it's just like it's an experience by experience by experience thing I don't think it's necessarily like you need both because I think that you can you can really help and mold and shape a child just on your own really but I mean, having somebody else to bounce ideas off of. In yeah, it in, takes a village. Like I, I right. used to not think that, but it's like, be it two parents, but it's like you need the aunt, you need the uncle, you need right. You need someone like, else, the neighborhood, that, the sounding like, board for that kid. Yeah, because you know what I mean. It's like when you only have one person to go to, you mm-hmm. want to you want to be able to go to somebody else at times and. Mm-hmm. And that could just be maybe mom's best friend or that could be, you know, dad's best friend or it could be, you know, somebody else. But it, it, it it's nice to have someone else in the mix. Yeah. Um, is it necessary? No, but it is nice. So I've I, I saw this this thing and I was like, you know, it's probably not the worst idea. I mean, honestly, uh, I feel like to be honest, if you're going to go that route, go to a sperm donor because it's like. Even with my friends, like the the lesbian couple, it's like 
where I was like, well, what's like the dude was like, like, you don't have any medical history on him. Like, well, I got to be honest with you. A lot of people have had one night stands and never knew the dude's name and they have no medical history on their yeah. their child's father. So, I mean, just to be fair, just to be fair. But yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, at this point, I could probably ask somebody in my life to be a sperm donor yeah. and they would willingly do it. The tallest so. one. <laughs> just find the tallest, tallest man you know and just like, that's the one. The tallest most athletic exactly <laughs> retire on that child's knees you, you know nice chiseled <laughs> nice chiseled jaw you know? exactly a little cleft chin exactly yeah be it man or a woman you just you now man or woman whatever you got boy point, or girl i'm literally looking to have a uh, a pro athlete baby exactly no, that's, what, that's what i said retire on their knees mm-hmm. just put them right on my like up oh, here's a basketball get going <laughs> <laughs> Time is a money, sir. Not only are you gorgeous, exactly, but you are physically elite. Yep. So by eighteen, we need to be starting a racket in those millions, kid. So, um, here's a tennis racket. Right. Here's here's everything possible. Essentially, let's, yes. let's take you driving, huh? <laughs> let's see, see how fast you can get there. <laughs> so here we are. Yes. Yeah. But I. Me and my own personal self, I feel, of course, like we just said, my mom did a great job. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at a point, it's like that like thing you hear when it's like somebody just throws their kid into the water and like they have to be forced to swim. Right. I feel like, I don't want to get super gender specific, but I feel like some men need that because then you'll get the less, I feel like you'll get less of the... Oh, you're rejecting me, and like I'm going to badger you now, mm-hmm. type guys. Because it's mm-hmm. like you need to get that adversity. Like I feel like I would have been pushed into sports more because my mom didn't want me to play sports because she didn't want me to get hurt. I feel like if my father was around, well, mm-hmm. good father, or just uh, good mask, good tough energy would have been around, which right. was my grandmother. But I feel like if I would have had that, it would have been pushed into more than like. When I got to my mid-twenties and I started hitting adversity, I feel like I would have been able to deal with it better. In fairness, I grew up with a dad, and my dad bought me a go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> so, best dad ever. And, I mean, except there was one catch. Ricky Bobby, is that who this The brakes were not fully functional. Oh, my God. So, he was like, listen. He took me to his elementary school where they had like this roundabout right Mm -hmm. he's like you just go as fast as you want okay go fast as fuck julie and when you want to slow down just drive up on the grass because it'll slow you down and i can catch you and we can turn this off i was like cool let's do this shit so i'm whipping around right and then all of a sudden i like had this panic attack and i was like i think i should probably stop now he's like drive on the grass drive on the grass i was like okay (laughs) So I hit the fucking curb energy and let me yell, get on the butt. So I hit the curb and I was fucking airborne for a moment. (laughs) And then I rolled the thing. Okay. And you rolled it. Yeah, I rolled it. Right. Oh no. And there was no like cage on it or anything. No helmet. This is the eighties. Fuck that. Right. So I'm like. like sideways in this fucking go-kart right my dad runs over and he's like holy shit and i was like oh my god and my arm is broken and i was like i gotta go to the hospital and, and he's like kid, he's supposed to like not have the heightened of like oh my god like, he's like <laughs> so he loads up the go-kart into the back oh, of the, the truck time to load the go-kart yeah, up we're while... not leaving it yeah. right 
So we fucking drive to the Brooks Memorial Hospital, right? He's like, don't tell your mother. Do not tell, tell your tell mother. Mom. I was like, okay, mom. right, you know. Yeah, she's going to see, at least she's going to see all these scrapes and wonder why the go-kart's yeah. fucked up. and so my dad smoked cigarettes, Lark's, Lark cigarettes, and so he was smoking because he was nervous, right? I was like, dad, can I can I smoke? And he was like, what? I was like, can I, can I try? <laughs> it's He's been like, a long day. I was like, listen, can I? <laughs> It's been a fucking. Can, can I, I get try a try your cigarette? And he's like, "Oh, don't tell your mother." And I was like, "Okay." So I take a puff off my dad's cigarette, right? Now I go to the hospital. <laughs> Nothing is broken. I'm just being very dramatic. I make him buy like fifty sticker packs for my sticker books, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, you got to sweeten the deal, yeah, bro. right? Hey, so then like... we get back to the house, and I'm like puffy eyed, whatever, you know. And my mom's like, "What's going on today?" I was like, "Dad, let me smoke." And he's like, "What? What are you doing?" <laughs> You narc? What are you doing? <laughs> He's probably like, I did everything you asked. <laughs> we had a deal. It was broken. <laughs> and here we are. I mean, that's better than the, like, uh, she could have probably broken her neck today. So it's like, eh, yeah. I'm going to say the drag, out of everything, eh, I'll, right. I'll take the, the, the puff of the cigarette. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's and, the eighties, and this is cared. why I don't yeah. smoke. So, and this is what see, look at that. See, he did me he, a huge favor, exactly. So I was like, "Yo, that is disgusting." <laughs> Yo, sick. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. I think that's a good spot to end. I like think I'm so like too. that was like uh, yeah yeah it's a wrap. You narc. <laughs> <laughs> I am a I am a changed woman. Oh my I'm god! Sold woman. him out. I did. After you got everything, you have to run the shakedown. I got all the stickers, <laughs> all of them. Got them all. Did he take your go kart after that? No, it oh, was done. I don't oh. even know what happened to that go kart afterwards. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> shout outs to Dad. Yeah. Props. Don't tell your mother. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's I think that's a better title. Don't yep. tell your mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time. Until next week. Yes. I'm, I'm Julie. I'm Lakeem. And you've been listening to The Buffalo. Yes. Get low, get low, buffalo. Get low on the down low, buffalo. Get low, get low, buffalo. On the down low, motherfucker, buffalo.